48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Beaches and pools are to reopen while a ban on flights from the UK is lifted as authorities ease coronavirus restrictions. But some experts say this isn't a good idea as Hong Kong records its first local COVID case in three days and the MTR will cut first by 1.7% in June. People will be able to return to beaches, swimming pools and playgrounds for the Easter holidays after officials ease some social distancing rules. The reopening in phases from Thursday will be subject to infection control measures. Cinemas and theme parks will be able to open at 75% of capacity and religious services can resume. The Health Secretary Sophia Chan played down concerns that the changes could see a rebound in infections. The announcement of our continuation of the social distancing measures is not a relaxation. So we are doing minor adjustments on some of the activities that we have very carefully assessed the risk. And this is also something that is related to people's mental health. And also, so not only are we looking at physical health, but we are very, very careful about the scheduled premises. So therefore, we want to maintain the current scheduled premises opening and not to open any more at this point in time. Professor Chan also said quarantine for people coming from low-risk places, including Australia, New Zealand and Singapore, will be reduced from 21 to 14 days, starting next week at the earliest. There are also talks on travel bubbles with 16 countries, including Singapore. Meanwhile, a ban on arrivals from the UK, which have been in place since December, will also be lifted. Professor Chan explained what will happen next. People who are uh, stranded in the UK or uh, earlier we have this uh, boarding restriction. We are going to lift that boarding restriction and uh, people who are coming back, we are working with uh, very closely with the airline uh, to have a few flights uh, for these people to come back to Hong Kong. So it would uh, take some time. Hopefully it would happen towards the end of uh, April. But uh, we, are, we are still you know, working very closely uh, with the airlines. But respiratory diseases expert Dr Leung Chi Chu says he doesn't think it's a good idea to ease restrictions so soon. I think these proposals might be a little bit risky because there is a major holiday where during the holiday we will expect people's activity will increase. And if we relax the social distance measure at this time, uh, there is a high risk of uh, outbreak where people gather together, especially uh, for people from uh, different households, getting together indoors uh, either for recreational purpose or for religious gatherings. Even at the current situation, we are not safe. Meanwhile, Hong Kong has reported its first locally acquired COVID case in three days. As Wendy Wong reports, the infection of a Baptist University student has resulted in dozens of his contacts placed under quarantine. The Centre for Health Protection says they are unable to trace the source of infection for the 22-year-old university student. He last attended classes last Monday and developed a runny nose on Thursday. Dr. Chuan Kwan of the centre said about 40 people he came into contact with on campus have been put under quarantine. She said some are his classmates who took part in group discussions with him. They break into a small groups with some discussions and presentations. So they move around and, and more interaction that we think that uh, it is the risk is higher than just didactic lecture. Health authorities say before he developed symptoms, he also coached children's football. Three other coaches and 12 children have been put under quarantine. Authorities also reported seven imported cases and around five preliminary positives. 
The MTR Corporation says it will reduce fares by an average of 1.7% from June the 27th in what would be the first fare cut under its adjustment mechanism agreed in 2007. But the MTR will also be reducing its current 20% rebate to just 5% from Wednesday. Transport expert Dr Hung Wing Tat says this means fares will actually go up for many people, especially the poor. It's very chaotic. I mean, the sort of figures that MTR now put up 1.7%, 5%, and 20% make people very confusing what they are talking about. And every trip you have another sort of concession, that sort of calculation. Early bird have another concession. So when you travel, you really, you really have to look at your money on hand, and you have to look at all these different things in order to find the best for yourself. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The government has proposed tightening the rules on company registry searches. Natalie Cheng reports. In a paper submitted to LACHCO, the Financial Services and Treasury Bureau said it wanted to allow companies to be able to withhold the residential addresses and full identification numbers of directors and company secretaries from public inspection. It also proposed keeping protected information registered from October 2022 from the public, eventually allowing a company to apply to stop the public viewing its registered protected documents by late 2023. The government says the new restrictions will strike a balance between adequate public access to information and concerns over misuse of personal data. The Hong Kong Journalists Association says it is strongly opposed to the proposal, which it says will seriously undermine press freedom, as well as the rights of minority shareholders and labour groups. It called for its immediate withdrawal. The association also said the government should enact a freedom of information law, as well as an archives law, to protect the public's right to know. The head of the West Kowloon Arts Hub, Henry Tang, says it will be up to law enforcement to decide whether works displayed in its M-plus museum violate the national security law. It says the authorities have not been in touch so far despite complaints by pro-Beijing figures and media about a photo by Ai Weiwei which shows the distant artist making a vulgar gesture in Tiananmen Square. Mr Tang declined to comment on whether the image was legal. If we receive a complaint or an inquiry from them, we will fully cooperate with them and find out the details of it. And of course, comply with the law as any person or organization in Hong Kong should. Hong Kong is a very diverse society. So we have to ensure that this diversity and the freedom of expression as enshrined in the basic law to us as Hong Kong persons is protected. So therefore, we will continue to curate in a professional, objective and a balanced manner. Mr Tang said the photograph in question would not be on show when the museum opened. RTHK says it has pulled three television programmes from its schedule at short notice because portions of the episodes in question contained inaccuracies and were not impartial. Richard Pye reports. The public broadcaster says that it introduced a new editorial process this month with the director of broadcasting and senior management reviewing controversial programmes before they were produced or broadcast. That's to ensure that they complied with the RTHK charter and producers' guidelines. However, the episodes of Hong Kong Story, Hong Kong Connection and LegCo Review were completed before the establishment of this new mechanism, so issues that they identified, including inaccurate descriptions of Beijing's plan to overhaul the elections in Hong Kong and the national security law, couldn't be corrected before they were produced. 
And the Communications Authority has again admonished RTHK over comments made in a show suggesting that Taiwan was able to establish its own diplomatic relations. Wendy Wong has details. Two people had complained about an episode of Taiwan Story 3 which was broadcast on March the 28th last year. The public broadcaster was accused of portraying Taiwan as a country, inciting hatred against China and insulting national sovereignty. The 30-minute documentary looked at the life of students from Burkina Faso in Taiwan and community projects in Malawi. Atishu was the narrator and interviewees using terms such as diplomatic relations between the two countries and break off diplomatic relations when describing Taiwan's relationship with the two African nations. The communications authority said that by suggesting Taiwan was a sovereign state capable of establishing formal diplomatic relations, RTHK had clearly breached the TV program code, which requires the factual contents of documentary programs to be accurate. In October, the RTHK had earlier admitted that the term diplomatic relations between the two countries was inappropriate. But the authority said it had found no evidence that the broadcaster had incited hatred against China. It concluded that RTHK should be advised to observe the TV program code more closely. RTHK has received a series of warnings from the authority since the social unrest of 2019, when pro-Beijing figures accused the broadcaster of siding with the protesters. In April last year, the government also said RTHK had breached Beijing's One China policy after a reporter asked the World Health Organization whether Taiwan should be accepted as a member. The Ombudsman has criticised the Buildings Department after finding serious delays in tackling the misconnection of sewage pipes at private buildings, with some cases remaining unresolved for over a decade. Here's Wendy Wong again. According to the Ombudsman, the misconnection of the sewage pipes to the stormwater drainage system resulted in a huge volume of waste flowing into the sea. An investigation found that the Buildings Department was notified of three such cases in 2009. One wasn't ratified until last year, while the attitude remained unresolved as of December. In one of the cases, an owner's corporation was ordered to repair the pipes in 2010. The department inspected the building nine times and found the problem had not been fixed, but it waited for five years before issuing a warning letter to the owner's corporation. The watchdog criticised the department for failing to monitor the problem effectively, initiate investigations swiftly or deploy manpower properly for handling cases. The ombudsman said the department has also been indecisive when it comes to taking enforcement action and it did not offer adequate assistance for buildings without an owner's corporation, a residence committee or a management company. The watchdog called on the building's department to come up with a schedule to handle the backlog of cases. The department has also been advised to improve its monitoring system, carrying out more on-site inspections and take enforcement action in a resolute manner. An international expert mission to Wuhan has concluded it was very likely that COVID-19 first passed the humans from a bat through an intermediary animal, all but ruling out a laboratory leak. Vicky Wong has the details. The experts left China more than a month ago, but their report had been delayed amid reports of coordination and translation issues between the team and their Chinese counterparts. The AFP news agency has now obtained a copy ahead of the official release of the report. It says the intermediate host hypothesis that some animal caught the coronavirus from a bat before passing it on to humans is deemed to be likely to very likely. While it's possible to likely that the virus could have jumped directly from bats to humans. The experts did not conclude which animal may have acted as the intermediate host to allow the virus to jump to humans. 
It also said Beijing's favoured theory that the virus could have been transmitted through frozen food is considered possible. Finally, the report examined the idea of a lab leak from, for instance, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a theory promoted by former U.S. President Donald Trump's administration. It pointed to the fact that there was no record of any virus resembling the coronavirus in any laboratory before December 2019, and stressed high safety levels at the labs in Wuhan. A laboratory origin of the pandemic was considered to be extremely unlikely. It concluded. Private home prices rose for the second straight month in February to reach a seven-month high. They were up almost three percent on year. On a month-to-month basis, prices rose by 0.9 percent. Large flats comprising homes of 1,076 square feet and upwards snapped a seven-month downward trend to add 2.6 percent on year. Prices of smaller flats were up 2.9 percent. Rents, however, fell for a third straight month, declining 5.6 percent on year. The Suez Canal Authority says a giant container ship that had been blocking one of the world's most important waterways for a week has been fully floated. The BBC's Yusuf Tahir has details. Over a dozen tugboats taking part in the mammoth operation have honked their horns in celebration, and Egyptian television showed the giant ship in the centre of the waterway. The authority's chairman, General Osama Rabia, said traffic through the Suez Canal would resume as soon as possible, and that the canal would operate round the clock to clear a backlog of about 400 ships. Earlier, tugboats managed to free the stern of the 400-meter-long Ever Given from the shoreline. However, the bow remains stuck. Egypt's President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi has hailed his country's success in resolving the crisis. A jury in the American city of Minneapolis is due to hear the opening arguments in the trial of a white police officer accused of killing George Floyd during his arrest. Derek Chauvin denies charges of manslaughter and two counts of murder. There's heavy security around the court building, with soldiers from the state's national guard being deployed. Speaking to the CBS Television Network, Mr. Floyd's brother, Philonese Floyd, paid tribute to those who had supported last year's protests. I just want to thank all the protesters for going out, fighting through a pandemic with COVID. All、uh, they put their lives on the line for what was right, and I want to thank them for that.、Uh, the community is doing everything they can to make sure we get a conviction, because they always said and they always stated, "No justice, no peace." They march. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Beaches and pools are to reopen, while a ban on flights from the UK is lifted as authorities ease coronavirus restrictions. But some experts say this isn't a good idea, as Hong Kong records its first local COVID case in three days, and the MTR will cut first by 1.7 percent in June. And that's the news from RTHK. The Smart ID Card replacement exercise is for me and for you. If you hold the old form of Smart ID card and were born in 1970 to 1972, you must replace your ID card on or before April 30th, 2021. If you were born in 1973 to 1976, you must replace your ID card from February 22nd to July 9th, 2021. You may bring two family members or friends aged 65 or above and two persons with disabilities to replace ID cards together. Remember to book ahead. It's a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. A kind of magic. One dream, one soul.
Started for the second hour for the late show for this Monday, the 29th of March 2021. The sound of Queen, fronted, of course, by Freddie Mercury, the title track of the soundtrack album for Islander. That's a kind of magic. 
I'm Simon Wilson, sitting in for Uncle Ray. The world's most durable DJ is safe and sound. He's at home and he'll be back as soon as it's safe to return. In the meantime, playing in the music of the 50s through 80s for the next oh, 10 minutes or so. Then we're going to slow things down with some assorted ballads and easy listening. Take us all the way through to one with a hint of that late night nostalgia. If there's something you'd like to hear, 2338266 is the number. Coming up before we're done, we'll be hearing from the Sandpipers, Joe Jr., Maureen McGovern, John Denver, all sorts. If you'd like to add your favourite artist, just give us a call. 